Death to Us Recap. I'm Britt. I'm Tim. And today we are recapping Married at First Sight, Season 14, Episode 11. Worst dinner party ever, which was a little bit of a stretch for me. I was expecting like, I mean, with our history of watching reality TV shows. Yeah. Like you tell me there's going to be a horrific dinner party. I'm expecting calamari to be thrown. Brawls. Um, people reaching across the table. Multiple stand-ups. Drinks falling to the floor. you're coming from the Housewives franchise. I mean, just this last season of Beverly Hills had two dinner parties from hell, and they were progressively worse, and this really could not compete. The standards for dinner party from hell label are very high, and don't tease us with that. I mean, it would have been more fitting. The reality is this is the month anniversary episode. Yes, this is correct. Yeah. Is anyone surprised that... This is going to segue into our first couple here. Is anyone surprised that the only couple in which the guy did not plan a anniversary date getaway activity was Olajuwon and Katina? <sighs> That's how I feel about that. <laughs> that was so frustrating. So, yeah, I mean, what... Everybody did cute shit for each other this week, but it did seem like it was more so the males that were really trying to prove they're capable of a thoughtful, planned in advance thing Multi to show how much step. they care. Yeah. And once again, it feels like we're in another week of testing Katina and is Katina... Like, I just don't like, like, when I take a step back, I feel like the onus to prove themselves has always been on Katina. Yeah. And not Elijah Wan. And that is really frustrating to me. Well, it's interesting the way she said it, too, was like, oh, yeah, I don't mind planning this one. He can plan another one or something like, you know. I just want to do what I want to do. I'm like, no one believes you for a second. (laughs) You are taking on his critique. And you think that you still have something to prove, which I'm like, you just did the movie night thing. Like, I would think more so it would be his job because what has he planned so far? Literally nothing. <sighs> so she did surprises- get her a charm bracelet, though, which we did not know about. Yeah, but mm, no, it doesn't <laughs> count. So she surprises him with a cute breakfast. She's, like, in the interview, like, reflecting on their one month, and she says, he's more of a safe place for me now. Doesn't make single mention of his temper or their fights or his expectations at all. And I just thought it was interesting. I was like, okay, interesting. Like, we are still fresh from some of these really, really rough fights and I mean it was what that was last week aka like three days ago the whole Dr. Viv yeah meeting and yeah it's just I'm like gosh this is so hard to watch sometimes because she's buying in to his perspective that it's all on her you know so anyways she plans the gondola date it's very cute it's also I never knew that a a pronunciation of gondola could be Gonjula. <laughs> Gonjula. 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 It was said 
so many times. Did they have any salmon they on even, the gonjula? They even had a conversation on said gonjula where she was reiterating to him how to say gonjula like kanjula, gonjula. I was like, oh my God. Maybe I've, maybe we all no. have been pronouncing the word wrong. No, no. no. And I, I'm here to own that if that's the case. But this is a case where they're not correct. Um, he says, you know, she found something that was like a mix of her turn up world and my relax mode. I'm like, I'm sick of this characterization. This has just started recently. Maybe there's so much behind closed doors we're not seeing, but my understanding when we were introduced to both of them is that both of them said goodbye to their like hardcore constant in the club nights when the pandemic started. And I know he made reference like a couple weeks ago to the fact that she does like to go out and see friends more than he does. But I'm just like I just I can't help but feel like this is just another way that O is always trying to sort of point the finger and make it clear like she's a little less serious than me. She's a little less far along than me. You know? Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, because I was along that line of thinking as well, that they were both kind of living this way. I think for Olajuwon, it was more about the... I think for Katina, it was more about like the clubs. She was like a club promoter or worked in a club was out a lot of nights during the week. For Olajuwon, I think it was more about the hooking up. Yeah, but he and, was going to Yeah, the club. I know, but it's like he's not a big... I'm not trying to defend him. I'm just trying to, like, give some perspective to all of this. Like, Katina acknowledges that like, he's not a big drinker. He's like mm -hmm. a one drink. And he's made mention that he works nights. Mm -hmm. You know, so, like... I could see how she was a little bit more like club. It doesn't mean that he doesn't have other things going on. You know what I mean? But yeah, I do get what you're saying. It does seem it's a little bit like, like I'm more ahead than you. Times more yeah. than at this point. And I just always feel like him pointing out differences is always like underlying underlying that is him pointing out what he views as weaknesses, you know? But whatever, maybe I'm making too much of that. But then they come home and they have their reflection time. And it seems like it honestly shocked me, like the things that he had to say. He says, I mean, of course, he has to intro it with, with, I learned to talk with you and not at you, which is like his new favorite phrase to say. I'm like, you know, it's possible to say that sentence and still be talking at, right? <laughs> um, and, and it, this isn't like, it's kind of an ongoing thing. Like one doesn't hear right. uh, hear something a piece of advice and is like, so I learned how to talk with you and not at you now, and that's never going to happen exactly. again because I learned it. He always says um, it. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's like the lesson has been learned, perfectly implemented, will never be an issue again moving forward, um, which speaks so like accurately to the way that like to the way that O rigidly views everything, really, um, but. He admits that he points the finger too fast and he's always thinking about what she can do for him and he wants to spend more time not pointing the finger so fast anymore and asking himself what he could do better. And I was like, dude, okay, like headway here, headway being made. Like this is real reflection. Yeah, I think part of it, 
part of the reason that we have a difficult time sometimes, like with you, with what you just said about the, I learned to do this. And even with this statement that he says to her, he says, you know, I've been pointing the finger at you a lot and that's done. And I'm like, can right. we just maybe change? I know I'm Let's like just be really realistic. Here. I'm picking nits here, but can we maybe change the language that we use when we say this? Like, I am going to try, I'm working on not doing that anymore. I'm not right. because it makes it sound disingenuous when you're like, I I know I point the finger and that's done. That's done. Never now. again. And it's like, but that's not really like that's not, you know, no. it's like you could still be if getting the same. Like- a sentiment across yes. by rephrasing it. Yeah, Sorry. and just being realistic. Like, if it's a pattern that you've had in your life that you were basically unaware of until this relationship, it's going to take some time to reverse. And that's okay. It is okay, depending. Um, <laughs> but then, he, you know, he says these amazing things, and I'm like, wow, this is so cool. Like, it is cool and rewarding to watch a, a, like men on television who are leaning towards the more toxic masculinity way of viewing things to watch that shift happen in real time. It's very lovely and rewarding. But then within seconds, I mean, even your cooking, even if it's not the best, I'm just like, dude, like you cannot help yourself. Like you have to find a way to come for her, even if it's, you know what I mean? And like she laughed it off, but when we're talking about someone who has made a habit of cutting her down for big and small, it almost like it starts to create for me as a viewer, like a hypersensitivity to him critiquing her at all. Because I'm just like, oh my God, like, do you think you're capable of having like one spiel where like you just take ownership, especially at the end of this day that she planned for you? Uh, So that was annoying to me. Um, then she's like, I'm grateful that our love story isn't full of negativity, but is full of positivity. I'm like, okay. Um, (laughs) and then she like lets the love word slip, which is funny, funny because it's in the interview and it's only saying, I love being with my husband. Not even like, I love my husband, which to me says you love him and you're trying not to say it because he's made it clear he's not there yet. Because you're the only one that would have jumped at that. Because she was like, I love being with, (gasps) like being with my husband. I'm like, okay. So, which he does his whole, I'm feeling you now. I'm feeling you now versus liking. So we've added new words on the variation scale of like, we've always laughed about like the specificity, especially in like the Bachelor franchise with And I get it. I know exactly what people mean. It's just funny. Like people like my dad are like, oh, it's crap. Like you either love someone or you don't. But, you know, in Bachelor, it's very, I'm falling. I could see myself falling. Then I'm falling. And then I'm in love. And now we have like feeling. And then what? I don't know. Does it come for before potentially falling in love or is feeling synonymous with potential? There's potential to fall in love. I mean, you're asking the wrong person here, but we need to figure (laughs) out like one large scale 
and we can put everything on the scale, but I need it. Like, can mm. we like as oh, a society come together and oh, agree as a society. upon? Yeah, I like, you meant for like the Instagram. <laughs> maybe maybe we'll we'll start. The change starts here. Okay. You know, maybe it'll be a grassroots type of thing. Um, but uh, yeah, I need I just need a full the full spectrum of and and everything can be put on the spectrum so we know exactly where people are at with this. Sure. Too many definitions out there. So. It just needs to be reiterated, folks. Every single dude in Married at First Sight, season 14, bent over frickin' backwards to make this month anniversary. I mean, like, we can quickly say, like, MTS slayed it. Michael killed it. Steve did a great job. Not quite on their level, but like, thoughtful like th- oh oh like, wait what am i saying there was a boat and sushi yes killed it killed it killed it so we had positive slayings and murders from everyone else and elijah wants just freaking sitting pretty prancing around receiving 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 talking about how he will start to ask himself what he can do more of but certainly not doing it so i found that no matter how cute any of the moments within the planned day were, it it soured the whole thing for me. Just knowing, like, who do you think you are, dude? Like, I just still sense in him that with these archaic roles that he views, that he views marriage through, that this is even a part of it, you know? That, like, humbling himself to, like, kind of worship your wife for the day and, like, treat her, you know, like... Case in point, like MTS made a point to say none of this. She was like, oh, so is this day like kind of a mix of both of us? And he's like, no, it's literally 100 percent you. And like that, that is I want Katina to feel what that feels like. And I don't know that O thinks that a husband is supposed to have to do that. And that's what worries me. I feel like it's there, though. Like, I feel like it's within him to do that. I do too, I but I do think some, the block holding him back yeah. might be some of this bullshit gender role confusion he has. He gave you know? her a massage last week during Intimacy Week, so he's he's set for the next week and a oh half. Oh my God, please. So let's get to the juice, though, obviously. So let's fast forward. We're taking a bus, which, again, triggering for all Housewives fans. Um, triggering for this group as well and for us as oh that's viewers. true that's like, true because we already had a bus from hell experience at the beginning of the honeymoon so we get on the bus i was pleasantly surprised when we got to dinner that there had been no drama on the bus but little did we know that there was a silent drama ensuing which was oh asked to use katina's phone really fast which i guess we'll never really know why but it seemed like it was like a normal thing. Like, I don't know. Did he not bring his phone? Whatever. Like, oh, let me see your phone. And then he tootled around on there for a hot second. I mean, it was pretty fast. And he saw the dating app. And clearly that changes everything. So we're at the dinner party. We're going in a circle as we do. You know, what are your biggest takeaways? What are you learning right now? Um, how are you feeling at the month mark? And Katina says, I mean, Katina's really never comfortable speaking up 
on behalf of them, you know, in the group. Mm-hmm. Like I even noticed it on after party, you know, it's just not quite her, her like strong suit. But so she's sort of like, I can tell she's self-conscious about what she's saying. Cause she's looking to him like, is that right? Wouldn't you say, you know, she's like, she feels like she needs more consistency with him being calm and her being vulnerable and then logistics for like their life beyond the experiment. She thinks that they will stay together if all of those things go well. And then he goes and he's like, and I'm like, what the hell is about to happen? Like I was bracing myself. And he says he's questioning if this marriage is really a marriage connection or a friendship connection. Is this marriage even real? And then we're all like, what in the freaking hell are you talking about? And then he proceeds to imply like, This is something like Katina is horrified and is like, I don't know what you're talking about, but I know that it's something we haven't talked about. And this feels really effed up that you would be doing this for the group when we haven't discussed yet. And he's like, well, it's something that I just found out on the way here or else I would have. And I couldn't help myself. He clearly wants to just say it all. And she's being really firm. Like, no, we're going to leave then and talk about it. We want, she wants to talk about it in private they get into like an awkward fight in front of everyone really just over the principle of the way he's doing this right now. And Lindsay, I mean, let's just say it right now. Lindsay feels like she should butt in and everything about it. I'm sorry. Made me want to barf. She's like, first she's like, Oh, Oh, I'm like you. I'm like you. Oh, we're similar in this way. Blah, 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 blah. Which I'm like, ew. And then she's like, you know, this bitch loves you. She's crazy about you. I was like, ma'am, no, 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 no. We do not this bitch people in front of them when we are not familiar enough for them. That is either a full term of endearment with the people you love most or it's (laughs) or you're so removed, you're kind of shit talking And it's all very broad in general, right? Which I'm sure I know there's been a this bitch on this podcast plenty of times. But Lindsay, the thing she's doing right now with the person who likes her the least, who she's had the most drama outside with Alyssa and her husband, you're going to butt into their fight. And of course she was drunk. Like it was so obvious. But you're going to drunkenly refer to Katina as this bitch while you speak to her husband to try it. Like, it was just all wrong. I wanted I was to like, go under the covers and hide. I, I was, was so like, scared. this is out of control, Lindsay. Like, I don't know why you think that anyone invited you to this right now. So then he basically is like, if I address it here on camera, it could get ugly. Which I'm like, okay, this is getting ridiculous. If I was Katina at this point, which is what um, the podcaster visitor, what's her name? I can't remember. Um who was on after party, she said the same thing. (laughs) Like, I would have been like, fine, say it. Like, if, because at this point, you have involved everyone. Like, for better or for worse, you've involved everyone. So if we don't talk about this right now in front of everyone, like, we all know that, like, they're all going to go off and be talking and wondering about it. Like, I don't know. I would have just been like, get it out then. But she's really holding to this thing and is like, no, we're leaving. So they go home 
and we watch them start, which I'm like, of course, they tease us with this fight in the preview for the last week. And it's the last scene of the damn episode. And we don't get to see the full fight. It's just so maddening. So he's like, let me see your phone real quick. She immediately, she hands it to him and he immediately shows her the app and is like, why do you have that? She forgot it was even there. And then he just starts going off. It's spitting in my face. You are married. There's nothing to say. And like every time she starts to barely speak, he's cutting her off. It's all excuses. It's all excuses. She's like, it's not excuses. He's like, it is excuses because you're explaining why. (laughs) I'm like, I think that's not quite the point. He's yelling over her. Like she's sitting on the couch and he's like cowering over her. Towering, not cowering. And yelling, yelling, yelling. And I guess my big takeaway is I understand his feelings of disturbia at the dating app. I think it's a valid thing to be upset about and concerned by. But this delivery, out of control. And like, I mean, there's just not even a shred of him that is trying to give her the benefit of the doubt or even allow her the space to just try and explain. Like if, if you choose to not believe her, that's your prerogative. But like, oh my gosh, like, it's like you're trying to gotcha her right now and she's barely even aware, like, she's barely processing the words you're saying, let alone you're screaming at her and standing over her in a very intimidating way that I don't think is cool. And it just like totally devolves and then she finally like loses it around the fact that he's screaming because she's just like, well, if I can't even get in a word in edgewise, then what's the point? And that's when we get, oh, you're going to see the real Katina. And she's pulling off the microphones. Obviously, we all want to see the real Katina, whoever she is. And they tease us and it's over. But yeah, that's kind of my takeaway is that like it's a valid concern. But the way that you handled this is like so not okay. On a lot of different levels. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but it comes up at the he mentions to everyone about the dating app. At at the the table. I believe so. No. Really? He never actually said it. He never actually says. Okay. But we do find out in After Party from Jasmina that Michael did know. So he must have whispered it to Michael on the bus. Mm. So Michael knew about it. And Jasmina was so angry at Olajuwon for the the way that that went down at the dinner. And she was ranting and raving when they got back to the apartment. And Michael was kind of defending him because he was like, you don't know the whole story yet. Like, just trust me. There's a reason he's really upset. And they got into like a fight over it, which is interesting. I just, well, there's a, yeah. I mean, I share a lot of the same feelings that you do about this. I can't stand the, like, in life, you're just going to have to fake it at times. And for the sake of whatever is going on in the current situation. Mm -hmm. And he should have done a better job of just keeping his mouth shut. Like you don't get points for, in my mind, you don't get points for coming out and saying, well, I just experienced this. I'm going to tell everyone now. And I just have to be honest. And it's like, you know what? Sometimes that's called for in this situation. It's not because you need to talk this over with your wife. It's completely unacceptable and not cool Mm -hmm. to, you know, be handling it this way, especially with what happens later at the apartment. And he just can't hear anything that is coming out of her mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, this process to get on the show 
is months long, mm -hmm. several interviews. You know you're going to be on the show for a long time. If Michael is able to find, or I'm sorry, if Elajuan is able to find a dating app in 30 seconds of looking at your phone, probably should have gotten rid of it, regardless of if you had an account or not, if the account's active or not. I'm just saying, it's not a great look. Definitely, and but can I just say, as someone who has a million apps on her phone and a bunch of folders that are supposedly organizing it, but honestly just add more black holes for things to fall into, I'm pretty sure right now I have at least five to seven apps that I don't even know are in my phone. So I agree with you. I, I want to think that if my head is that much in the game, like getting married, serious relationship, also on TV, that these are things that I would have been, I would have thoroughly thought through before. I would think I would, but also we've never been on those apps because we just missed that. And thank God. And if it's like, if it's anything like having all the other apps, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. how many apps do you have accounts on that I'm you just really, like, I'm not trying to like drag Katina because no, I, no. Like, I, just... I, I believe like, I think she was extremely clear and everything that she said at the apartment holds up in my book a thousand percent. I'm just saying it's not a great look. And yeah, for sure. Like, and if I like, I think he even said if the, the tables were turned, I mean, the reality is if the tables were turned, especially with someone with the personality like, oh, I would be immediately suspicious. Um, and so that's maybe its own double standard problematicness that I need to investigate. That's kind of what I'm just trying to get. Yeah. At. Like, you know, I was th that was the, my thought when I was watching it last night. Like, OK, is, you know, how would we be thinking about this if the shoe was on the other foot mm -hmm. here, you know? And at the end of the day, I come down to his way of handling it, both at the table and at the apartment, was not cool. Yeah. And not period. okay. Period. Period. Regardless. Regardless. Yeah. I'm trying to see. I mean, so that we get left hanging. Um, but I'm looking at, like, I mean, she was on After Party. And we did quite a few reflections with her, like, playback some of her scenes. She did admit to, to Keisha that she absolutely thinks that he's too tough sometimes. And like her big thing is trying to figure out what to take seriously and what not to, um, which in and of itself for me is again, hard when you're talking about someone with a personality that is this overpowering and unconsciously manipulative sometimes I'm just like, okay. So part of Katina's responsibility, like, Yes, there's a reality in every relationship dynamic where you you do learn over time like how to receive your partner and their moods and the way their tones and different things differently as you get to know them better, right? But again, it just it represents a little flag to me with him in particular that it's on her and her responsibility to be like trying to sift through what should I be really freaked out about and what should I be really stressed about and what should I not? Because he's constantly relentlessly putting on the pressure in all different ways. So I, I just don't love that. Like, no, or he could change his effing problematic behavior like yesterday. Yeah. And then I did, it, I was relieved to hear just because it shows me like Katina does have perspective on this stuff when she has a little distance from it. 
that that therapy moment with Dr. Viv where then she ends up like he's being so hard on her and then she breaks down and is like, I feel beaten up, you know? And Keisha was asking her, like, how does it feel to watch that? And she said she feels really bad for herself, like that version of her in that moment, because that woman did not deserve that level of judgment or treatment. And she just has compassion for her because that was wrong. So that made me feel like, okay, at least like you have a clear perspective on this now. I don't know, like really can't figure out still if these two are still together. I think they are. I kind of think they are, too. I think they are. Yeah, because she was wearing the charm bracelet, which, like, that was her way of showing everyone, well, he does do a romantic gesture for me, which is that he randomly gets me these charms for my bracelet. And I was like, "Mm, not good enough, Katine, but (laughs) that's fine. (laughs) Do you have anything else to say about them? I don't. I Well, actually, I will say this. I mean, my focus was taken off of this by the end of the episode, but when they're meeting, when she meets with her friends and stuff, I guess I'm still shocked that this couple hasn't consummated the marriage. Yeah, for sure. Like, I'm truly shocked. Very shocked. And I thought after the time, like, I thought after the talk with Pastor Cal a few weeks ago, and then the intimacy exercise, and then the month, I mean, obviously this month- They might have since the intimacy basket, and they're just not saying. Yeah, maybe. Anyway. Yeah, it is like it's truly shocking with them. They're clearly doing other stuff though, from some references that have been mm. made. I feel like. Um, okay, let's go to Jasmina and Michael. Huge week. Ah, finally. This is the thing. Is like honestly, with most of the couples, like this was like one of the first smooth sailing in like generally weeks we've had in so long, if ever this season, like it's the first week where I like felt more positive emotions than negative. And I didn't feel completely overwhelmed by how much fucking information and activity was taking place. Yeah. You know, a lot of, uh, a lot of people on the up and up Yes, this, this week. So we open with, I think a really important scene because for all of our feelings, mixed feelings about Jasmina's delivery, right? And the way that she has translated some of her needs and messages over the last couple weeks. It does appear that there were some good points made by her because Michael has really been chewing on them and sees truth in them. And not in a way where he feels like small, but in a way where he's like now feeling like motivated to like try something else. And so he's talking to a good friend and He tells the friend that he, you know, she recently told him that she felt like he wasn't caring or putting in effort. And so she was holding it back as a result. And he admits that he felt pretty shut down because he was so busy being high on his horse about what he was doing for her that he wasn't really thinking through is what I'm doing for her what she actually needs. And I do think that this is like a crucial relationship issue because you can be doing a bunch of shit that in your mind you think is amazing, right? Like I'm trying so hard and I did this, this, and this. But it's like, if that's not what your partner specifically needs, then it's not going to hit the same. Well, it's like you can say that the love language stuff is cheesy, Mm -hmm. but it. It's true. Like, yeah. <laughs> it, it's real, yeah. you know? 
people need different things and you think, I mean, I know there's so many times I have done things feeling like I am Superman <laughs> as a husband and I'm like, oh, this is not what you need. Yeah. Like, I'm, and then I've expressed like, I just feel like, and you're like, but what about ABC? And like kind of what Jasmina said. And I'm like, but I didn't need ABC and I didn't ask for ABC. I asked for XYZ, you know, and it can be, I guess, hurtful or like it can feel weird because you're like, well, like I should be being appreciated for what I am doing. But it's like, yeah, but there does come a point where you have to start being like, what do they need and want? Because that is the only type of giving that's going to be taken in and really mean something and have impact, you know? Yeah. So that feels like a huge breakthrough for him. And he's like excited about it. He's not sad or cons- he's like, oh, and now we're going to go. So it's, I do, he like, he, he planned the whole day, which was a wedding day recreation, which we can all roll our eyes a little bit that at the one month mark, they're obsessed and fixated on how the best day was the first day because the best day being the first day was the day that you knew the least about them. So it's a little bit like, yeah. so you loved that moment when they were just a body and represented a bunch of possibility and you didn't know any of the truth of them yet. But we digress because the point is this was a freaking success and clearly was, I mean, we thought tantric yoga was a turning point for them, which I think it was, but I think that this is like the ultimate turning point for them. Like this day start to finish blew her mind, touched her soul. Like she was so pumped. Like he starts it with a gorgeous spread, which like Jasmina, I love a good presentation. And there's like, The only thing I found awkward is like, I just, there were so many moments in this day where I thought it called for a kiss. Can I see a kiss? Oh my God. When he went to wake her up, and it's just like she wants to be close to him, but she just hugs him like, like, uh, like a mummy slow dance in junior high, you know? Like it's like, (laughs) oh, mummy. (laughs) You were saying mommy. No, no, no. no. Mummy. Oh, the, yes, yes. Like you know, the with yeah. your hands. Yeah. Like, I was like, kiss her, kiss her. And she, there's no kiss. And I I kind of think that she wants him to do it. Yeah, I put in my notes, they need physicality now. Desperately. Like, just, ugh. It's like the last missing thing, you yeah. know? But so cute. There's candles, there's flowers, there's beautiful food spread. I guess he's really into candles, which I find very cute and random. Then he introduces they one of the things that they get is they get their vows yes. encased in uh, glass. glass. And so he, I thought this was super cute, is like, okay, we're going to write new vows. I love and this. And later we'll share them. Yeah. So fast forward to they get all dolled up, looking good. And they go to the site of the wedding, the wedding venue. and Which I just need to say, side note, if you ever initiated a couple's exercise, huge turn on. Huge turn on. Ladies, are you with me? Curious who's with me. There's something to like. 
oh, like we're going to fill out a form. Yes, like just like him prompting this exercise. Because here's the thing. Um, We all know that production provided them those cute baskets, right? With their vows. Like all of them got their vows that looked the same way in the glass. Yeah. All that stuff. always give a basket. And I love gift baskets. It could have just been that. And like she still would have been super into it. But the fact that he had already thought ahead about like, and then we're going to do this exercise. I was just like, that is so romantic and sexy. I'm making a note right now. I'm going to print out some icebreakers or something. Okay. That is, yeah, that's a good, that's a good idea. Um, So they, there's a table set up with a nice little dinner. I have to just take a second and laugh because they played the vows from 30 days ago. Oh, yeah. 30 days ago. Yep. And I mean. No, well, she clearly knew. Knew what? That she had not been following any of her vows. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't write it all down, but like, oh. it was hilarious. Like, I promised to always hear you. I, oh, you know, I, I promised. I put, I promised to always make you feel wanted, valued, and heard. And remember that you are human, just like me. And I put in all caps, girl, you're not doing well. <laughs> 30 days. I, 30 days. I mean, I, I was thinking about our vows and I'm like, oh man, like. Okay, I have not opened every single door for you, like mm. I said. But false done, promises, I've false done, promises. I've done a pretty good <laughs> job. We're ten years in here, and I'm like thirty days. It took you thirty days to 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 break your vows already. Goodness glacier. Anyway. But I did love. She had some self awareness about it because clearly it's like they read the vows together in the morning when they got them, and then they wrote their new vows that were more relevant to who now we know each other. And part of her, she was like, in her vows, she was like, and I will make you feel heard, damn it. I swear, something like that. Like, I swear I'm going to make you feel heard. Like, there was a few things where she was like, she totally acknowledged and I think does a good job of like making light of it, but owning. Like, okay, I have totally failed at all of these things. No, we're just having fun with it. I, like, it was super cute. It was just kind of funny to hear <laughs> in oh, retrospect. Totally. And then, I mean, they're reflecting at their meal and he, I mean, this is again, I think Jasmina just goes to extreme places and this is just something she needs to work on. So they're like talking about, you know, how hard the first four weeks have been, but how this like, or three weeks and then this last week has been such a big like turning point for them and so much better. And She's like, that's why I'm sad. It just feels like the first weeks, four weeks were a waste. And I was so glad that Michael was like, "Mm, no, because I was like, I wrote, they were not a waste. Like you literally wouldn't have gotten to this point right now where you are if you hadn't done all those weeks of misfiring, miscommunicating and having those problems, like it's just a reality. And Michael basically poses that is like, I wouldn't call them a waste. Like all of those things, like, yeah, it was freaking hard, but every single one of them brought us to this point where now we're more in sync than ever. You know? Can we please stop harping on the first three weeks? Like it kind of Which, is starting to drive me crazy. Yeah. And he did say something like, yeah. And from here on out, I think we leave the last four weeks behind us. We don't keep bringing it up. 
and we just continue on this new chapter. Yeah. You I'm know, like, and please stop. Jeff yeah. Leo. And they do, they get home. So he still has more surprises. He pulls out a cake, which is so cute. But I thought it was so funny. They had one, but like she's just like giggly and giddy by this point. Okay. Oh, and they did. So they recite their new vows to each other. They're both teary, they're both beautiful. And then they do their first dance. I got teary at their first dance. I I was like so emotional for their new wedding. And then they go back. They have the cake. But it's so funny because she's all excited about it. They each have one bite. And he's like, want to go to bed? And she's like, yeah. So I think maybe they did some tings. I mean, they have all of the tings to do because they barely, again, touched pinkies. But... I'm convinced that they were going to have a little moment. One thing I want to po- point out that I was, I mean, Michael start to finish killed it, killed it all day today, all, all day. One small thing that I know I brought up at weddings mm-hmm. that I was frustrated by was right after they got married, you know, they have their little champagne moment. Mm-hmm. And I thought originally Michael missed the opportunity to toast, mm-hmm. to be the one who said the toast. And it's mm. a small thing, but I just think, and I kind of got all on him for that at the beginning. But this time, he has, he fully, when they pour champagne for their little dinner and sit down, he's the one who, who toasts. And I thought that that was cool. Yeah. And then I guess it just needs to be said. So at the dinner party, They do tell everyone, like, they've got, like, a kind of a new mission statement, which is treat every day like it's decision day. And then Jasmina does admit to the table, which I just thought, wow, this is a little bit of an extreme way to put it, considering the day you guys just had. But she admits to the table that she doesn't feel into him romantically yet, but she just needs more consistency, and she knows she can get there. So I just thought a little harsh considering the beautiful day you just had but she is so protective I think of herself that she's not gonna like she's not gonna have one incredible day and be shouting from the rooftops to the whole table about it she's like "Mm, yeah let's see how we are in a week yeah so yeah and then she does I mean I'm convinced they're still together yeah because after party like they show her a scene. I think we just got a scene from the wedding day and asked about the recreation. And she like, she teared up and was like, this makes me emotional, makes me want to cry because like this really, oh, because, oh, okay. Keisha was like, how have you seen Michael grow as a husband? And that was right after she said, watching the wedding recreation, she gets all cheesy and happy watching it. And then she asks how Michael's grown, and she makes a joke. She's like, now he won't shut up. But then she says, we have so much fun, more fun than I've ever had with anyone in my life. And she enjoyed that, the second wedding day, more than the first one. And she's going to cry and blah, blah, blah. It was just like, okay, you guys are still together, like 100 million percent. So I think that this is really the start of their up there what do we ascension ascension to greatness <laughs> <laughs> okay moving on yeah <sighs> my cringy couple mark and Linz. 
Oh, so where to begin? We open with a new Mark life crisis, which is that his gym has basically told him, come back and work here when you're done filming. So there must have been like, I don't know, with like the shooting schedule and stuff, they must have gotten fed up with it and were like, yeah, come back when it's over because you're a pain in our ass. So he's like freaking out because this is twofold. It's like he just lost his current source of income for the next month. And on top of it, he already knew that Lindsay didn't respect this job, didn't like it, didn't think he was making enough money, didn't think it was really respectable, which we've seen plenty of evidence of that she kind of looks down on what he does. And so it's like now he's got two things to worry about, which is telling her that he's kind of been temporarily fired and dealing with the fact that she already hated the job and the bosses to begin with. So, of course, when they're talking about it, Now, this surprised me, her response to it, actually. It kind of didn't for me because I think, so she would rather him take the time to find the right thing to do than frantically, you know, try and find a new job in the next week and just take whatever comes, which sounds nice, but I think that there's more going on here. I think that she does, again, she does not have respect for whatever, for like gym membership selling and personal training. She thinks it's like beneath her and she doesn't want her partner who she stays with for life for this to be their career. She doesn't like it. So for her to frame it this way makes her look good and is her very roundabout way of saying, please do not just jump right into another gym. Let's take some time and let's apply for things that are better that I would like. Mm. So that's what I think about that. And I also think deep down, Mark is freaking out about actual money, like bills. Like, I don't think he has a traditional career in the way that Lindsay does with like a salary and paid time off and all that jazz. From what I've read, he was pursuing acting in his 20s. So, like, he might be more of a paycheck-to-paycheck guy as someone who has been that on and off as an adult who was pursuing acting. I know that feeling. And I sort of feel like she's not getting it. Like, no, he doesn't have the space in his bank account to just enjoy the next month hanging out with you. Like, yeah. he doesn't. Not to mention, he doesn't want to spend that much time well, with you. Well, that's what I was going to say. The <laughs> funny thing is, is he's like, you know, I have to be working. And she goes, you can work on getting to know me. And I'm thinking, like, that's not the work he wants to be doing. No. <laughs> <laughs> so I think there's a lot of things to this. And I think he's also freaking out, thinking, I've been kicked out of where I lived before. I can't go back to it. I don't know if me and Lindsay are staying together, but even if we are, I don't want to move in to the studio of hers that I hate. How am I going to have money to move? Like, I think that he's, I just think there's a lot of factors going on in his head that he cannot say out loud right now. But yeah, I just, like, I get when she's like, I feel like you're only worried about you and not like us in all of this. But I'm like, yeah, he lost his job, knows he can't move into your place, deep down doesn't know if he's staying with you, and needs money. Like, 
I don't know. I don't think he wants to accept you financially supporting him right now when he doesn't even know how he feels about you. Yeah. And it's like, it can't be both things for her. She's like, you don't make anything, blah, 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 blah. And now I but like, just support me and I'll take care of you. You know, it's like, what is it? I don't know. Yeah. Um. We get a Chris cameo. Yeah, we do. And it's cute. Yeah, it's enjoyable. Go through. I can't quite figure out what the store is. but I want it. I, I want to live in it. Yes. It is like a crystal shop meets a plant. Nursery. Nursery meets like there's some taxidermy stuff going on here. Oh, it was looks, there? Yeah, I it looks that. cool. It looks so cool. It looks like an amazing store. I, I might go to Boston. To be there. Um, <laughs> So Chris is helping him come up with thoughtful gifts for Deedle, and he he takes MTS to the store. So he tells him about it. I'm like, oh, you've never been here. So that this was actually surprising to me. Like this new side of Chris. Like, yeah, he's like, oh look, it's an eco terrarium. Yeah, We're like what? Can we get now? <laughs> and then he's like, oh, here's the crystal section. It might be great to you know be thoughtful and go through and pick some according to da da da. This part killed me. He's like, I mean, this one increases libido. And Mark's like, no, she's fine with that. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's for you. It's for you. (laughs) Yeah, right. Put it in your pocket. (laughs) (laughs) So they do talk a little bit about like where he's at. He's very clear that he's not in love with her. But he says like, look, I'm also I've never said I'm done. And low key she said i'm done multiple times and marched off so i genuinely care and i'm genuinely trying which honestly like as their time went on i was a little taken aback by how hard he was trying and i mean considering how i felt last episode with like pretty much start to finish every activity they did together he seemed like he was smiling through a cringe Like, I'm a little shocked, but he does seem, like, rejuvenated with, like, I'm going to really, like, I'm going to try something new, which is, like, go above and beyond for her and see if it changes something. So he does tell him, too, like, there's things about Lindsay I could possibly get to a point that I could overlook. (laughs) Maybe, possibly, somewhere down the line. I could not look at it. But then we go from there to his this surprise trip that he planned for them. He's like the opposite of a nature guy, but he knows she loves nature. So he plans this like glamping, um, glamping-cation for them, which is super cute. It's like a pretty cool little campsite. Oh my campsite. gosh, it's like I mean, all by itself and it's got a little bit of everything. It's pretty rad. Yeah. Um, what has Mark done in his life? Uh, once again, I'm going back to this. <laughs> He's never been outdoors before. He's never eaten sushi, sushi. or a taco or like, what have you Literally, done like, in your what life? What have you been doing? Like, you've just been in Boston eating Cheez-Its and auditioning for reality TV. I, I died though when they're like, he's trying to put the fire together. I needed to know your thoughts on this, but he's just immediately blowing. Like uh, I don't know what he's doing. Constant blowing. There's so many things to I know. break down. I, I was okay. like, I mean, this is going to be Tim's treasure trove of critique well, he, between the pizza, uh, the fire. All right, I'm going to go. These gonna, are things that Tim is very passionate about being correct. So I, I would like to give you the floor. If you don't know how to make a fire, 
Google don't it. pretend that you know how to make a fire. It makes it bad for every all parties involved. <laughs> she knows what she's doing. Let her mm. do it. Secondly, why are you blowing so much on this fire? I mean, he's. <laughs> I mean, it's like sit down and talk to your wife. Like, can you just? It, it's almost like he's trying to like keep himself busy with mm. it. I didn't see enough fire to like make a full determination. But if he hasn't <laughs> been outdoors before, like just sit your ass down, eat a some more, and, and let the professionals do it. Well, like, and once the fire was fully raging, like good solid fire, he's still blowing. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, he's what just are you like, doing? I, th- I saw someone do this once. Are you trying to co- start a forest fire? Like Next, moving on to the pizza. <laughs> once again, this couple this has- This was a travesty. Why do you keep making pizza? You don't know how to do it. Oh, right. It was then the first time. They're committing sins <laughs> against humanity with this. It is so insane. Okay, here's the thing. If you have a pizza oven, now, I've had to learn this lesson before, Okay. Make the pie on the pizza peel. Yeah. You are not a professional. You do not need to be transferring this dough. (laughs) Dough. If you don't know how to do it, you're going to, it's just going to be a mess. Okay. So make it on the peel. Then you put it in the oven. It takes very little time for a pizza to cook. And I don't know if you know this. You probably didn't, but I definitely did. Mm -hmm. They were talking about how good the pizza is. Well, if you stare down at their plates... I saw black crust, like thick black crust. Really? Like, yeah, like the the crust was inedible, ineditable, <laughs> whatever. It, unbelievable. <laughs> like it, it, it takes five minutes. Look at the oven. It's got a big opening. You can see if it needs to be shifted around. Like it's just not that hard and they're making it seem like. Uh. Yeah. It was it was a lot. I mean, I'm not a pizza snob and watching the way when they were trying to transfer the mushy pie to the thingy, I was like, no, the whole thing was just crumpling. It was a tragedy. At least like they rolled it out better. I mean, there's no reason why you should be using a rolling pin. That's just if you have the right technique, one is not needed. But at least they were more circular and not trapezoids that they're putting in there (laughs) yeah and i mean this this all of this to say it's interesting because she's definitely extremely smitten and taken by how much effort he's put into this but it's also interesting for someone who is so annoying when they're needy as hell case in point just even them on the way here like the way that she kept insisting trying to touch the GPS so that she could see where they were going. And he kept being like, please don't. It's a surprise. Please don't. It's a surprise. And she's like, that drove me. Oh, my God. I'm like, Lindsay, are you seven years old? Because she did it like five times. I'm sorry. Like I felt it through the TV screen. (laughs) Like I don't it wasn't even happening to me, but I was so like, put your fingers away. I know. Like, well, so this is what I'm saying. For someone who can be so annoying and outwardly needy when they are not getting the attention they want, once she gets the attention that she's been begging for, it's like she holds back a little bit of enthusiasm. And I don't know if some of it's coming from a place of like, it's about time. Or like, this isn't exactly what I would have done, but it's a cute try. Like, I can't really read her, 
but she she won't give the full vocal affirmation to him that I think that he honestly deserved. But then she gets an interview mode and it's like she's gushing. You know what I'm saying? So it's like she doesn't want to give it to him fully because she's still holding the past against him. But she's like beside herself, according to the interviews, with like what he's done for her. Um, And I was just like, damn, he really killed it. And they're having like, they're having reflections. He did a great job. He, you know, he thought through every detail. Like even she didn't react to like the stones the way I thought she would, but she still thought they were cute. I just thought she would care more. She, I have to say, kind of seems a little bit of a faux spiritualist when it comes to the crystals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe, lie. maybe because they're driving in. And she's like, "We better not be in some." What did she say? Something again? like hippie, blah 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 blah. And I'm like, "What? Like, it better not be some hippie sound bath shit or something." Yes, that's what it was hippie sound bath. I'm like, but I was like, "Aren't you into that?" Aren't you? But no, I guess not. Who yeah. Cares? So, but so that's just something else interesting to consider. So they watch their wedding video, and she. Does get emotional, and she's like, I had this rush of memories watching the video, and my critiquing self was like, yeah, because you forgot half the wedding because of how drunk you were. Oh, I missed that. She admitted that? Oh, no. That's what I said to myself. Uh, Like, she's like, you having the memories rush back. I was like, please, you probably don't remember half of this, and that's why you're so touched, because you're seeing it for the damn first time. Mark gets emotional, too. He does. He gets really emotional. And he gets into, like, he says, Lindsay's grown to be my best friend. And then suddenly he's like, he feels bad for all the fights he's had, as if they're his fault. He's tearing up over her past pain and how he'll always protect her. And that vow means more to him now than ever. I thought it was a little annoying that she was like, I think Mark really got some perspective from watching the oh, wedding totally. video. Oh, totally. Like, and come then, on. And she said, she's harping again on you changed and pulled away because of what you were going through in your life. You know, I just really think that. And I'm like, bitch, it also has to do with the fact that you are abrasive and mean. And what, what kind of B was that? Was that a... That was a, I'm removed enough and I'm talking shit on you. Okay, cool. I just yeah, wanted to clarify. Yeah, just to clarify. Uh, <laughs> but, I mean, so all of that to say, yes, I was irritated by that part of it. I was also caught off guard a little bit by, like, how swept up Mark got in mm-hmm. the day and the experience. And all of this is to say why I was even more confused when we get to the dinner party. And, you know, we're in our round robin reflection time. And Lindsay. (laughs) Just right off the bat needs to be talking. Needs to be talking and somehow shitting on Mark publicly. And. Mark asks the group. Seems drunk. A question. And his wife responds to it. No. Like, no. And she's the first one to answer? Yes. Because I thought Jasmina and Michael answered first. Okay. Because then she she made a comment and went. Love is a big word. Does it go with any actions? Okay. I and I was know. like, I was what the hell is wrong with you? Okay, you were right. Like, I, why I, I, are you yeah. coming for them this way? She then just goes, I've been all in since day one. And to be honest, Frank, Mar- <laughs> to be frank, Mark is giving me a lot of whiplash. I was like, oh God, what are you doing, Lindsay? Wait, you have whiplash? <laughs> I'm pretty sure 
everyone else gets whiplash from you. Has whiplash. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't a lot, but what she did say, it felt like the 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 getaway they just had didn't happen. Yeah, and I was like, "What are you like doing?" Lovey dovey. I, I don't know. Yeah, and like maybe they got into it that day or something yeah, when they came knows? back, and then she got drunk, and then her ugly side comes out. But I just thought, what? The fuck? Like, you're confusing me deeply. Like, I don't understand. Did you have anything else on them? No. I mean, overall, like, we're in a better place. Yeah, but it's just, it's so, it's on such shaky foundation that you just know they're teetering. Like, on any moment, everything could crash. Yeah. Because, like, again, like, they're, the they have very high highs and extremely low lows. Yeah. And the low lows are oftentimes things that seem like you can't come back from them. And I do think that, like, trust has just been, like, dissolved over these weeks. So it, it, they just make as, me uncomfortable. For as positive as everything is, it you it's like you, we see in the preview one little thing. Marcus says, like, can you not grab my arm like that? And it seems I'm like done. I'm, done. I'm done. I'm done. I mean, it's like, OK, if that that's a. Your foundation is built upon the sand. Yes. And the wise man builds his house upon the rock. And they need to build their house upon the rock. Yes. I don't think there's any rocks for them, though. There's crystals. To build on. <laughs> okay. Last uh, but not Noy. least. Stephen Noy. Stephen Noy, to me, I don't know. I don't know what you read. They seem to be in this, like, weird holding pattern. Like yeah, we finally, about the shit. We finally, yeah, we we have our declarations of love. It's almost it's like all, they view that as separate from these couple hangups. This whole job thing still. The job thing and the expectations around who does what. It's so weird. It's like they hold them both separately. Like, we're crazy in love with each other. I see my whole future with you. And all that stuff, you know, we have to figure it out or else it's a deal breaker. And it's like, wait, then, which this confused me because she makes a point to basically, so like he plans their day, does a great job, gets them these goofy matching outfits that I don't understand, but seem to really resonate with her. Yeah, it's a leopard print. Outfit. It looks like a snuggie for her. For a dog. But an outfit for the dog. Outfit. And then he has some stuff that's on the way. In transit. I don't know. (laughs) That's also. She was delighted though. So that's all that matters. Uh, I have to say at the start, Steve Mm. plays basketball with his friend. Steve's got a brother, sorry. Steve's got a pretty good jumper. Does he? Yeah. Yeah, It's not bad. A single speck of attention. Had to get that out there. Um, (laughs) But he planned a nighttime boat ride with sushi. That was, I mean, that's, I didn't know it was my dream until I witnessed it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sushi the food, not sushi the dog. Um, I love his look, too. It's so Miami Vice. I mean, he's out there in Boston in the harbor and he's got like four buttons undone, a man after my own heart, a gold chain. I'm like, oh, Steve's going for it here. I'm, I'm all about it. She says something that I liked, which is that it's harder than she thought it would be, but more rewarding than she thought it would be. And like, they're so in love with each other and it's so obvious and everything is wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. And then Steve says, 
you know, what do you think you need that would help you in this next month? And she says what we all knew she was going to say. She needs a plan for what's what's next for them money and work-wise, finance and work-wise. And it's sort of like, okay, here we go again. Even though like low-key you're like, aren't you guys talking about this like on your own, on the off when you're not being filmed? Like, are you just like literally only bringing this up on camera and then never talking about it? And then it's interesting because then he doesn't let it just sit there. He goes... Yeah, but I also want to make sure that we're acknowledging that I have tried to talk about these, have these hard conversations multiple times. And, you know, I know you're really busy with work and stuff, but like I've been trying to have the talks and, you know, we're going to have to have them eventually. And I was like, oh, the plot thickens. Like, So this isn't just Noi randomly brings this up every time the therapist comes and then they never talk about it. Steve is trying to talk about it and she's finding reasons to avoid with what we know, which with what we know about the way that she deals with conflict, which is avoidance is her method. Mm -hmm. It's not that surprising, but it's also like, girl, you cannot keep complaining about something that you're unwilling to have a real difficult logistical conversation about. But I think what's hard is, like, when Noi knows that she has an expectation, she just views that as the only correct way. And so she's sort of like, I think she, in her mind, might just be waiting for him to come around to her way of thinking and apply for jobs. And I'm like, I don't think it's really going to go like that, Noi. I think that, like, you guys are going to have to flesh through some shit and, like, say more sentences. You, you can't just be like, I believe the truth. You will get on board. End of end scene. Yeah, I mean, it's for the most. There was all the all these like little things going on, like little comments, like the money talk, and then at some point she says something to the effect of like, "Yeah, I love him, but is love enough?" You know, like there's all these like small right. things going on, but at the end of the day, most of it's all happy, cotton happy, candy joy, joy. and rainbows, and we love each other. I know. This I, I'm excited to see next week. Cause like we're past these milestones now, mm-hmm. and like I, they're the couple that interests me the most in terms of daily life because they are so upfront about how much they love each other. But there's this huge. I mean, we had Noodlegate a couple weeks ago, <laughs> and it looks like you know she gives Steve some sass next week about some chores, and I'm yeah. like, I just want to see. Their daily life interests me in a lot of ways because of because her. they're unassuming, but and she like gets, they're pretty even keel, like in the social dynamic with the group. Yeah, but yeah, but they do have some like things that they're both not wanting to budge on, even though they're people that don't like conflict. So yeah. you're like, I want to, and it's compelling to me. Yeah, you know? for sure. Because um, in general, let's be honest, this is the most boring couple of the group. Yeah. Because they're the most even keeled. And even the things that they are disagreeing on are getting boring because they're just repetitive and it's not going anywhere. Yeah. You know? Um, so I welcome some spice next week. I didn't realize Boston, I know this is going to sound stupid, but but I didn't realize Boston had so much water, like harbors and rivers. I don't know. I really? was just surprised. I was I- like, oh, th- like the gondola. We got. It's the, going through the whole city, I think, because isn't Boston 
No, I think I'm mixing it up with Chicago. I don't know. When I was they just do su- the green in the yeah, in the river. Chicago. Yeah. Um, I was just surprised though. I was like, this actually looks like a cool place to visit. I've always been so anti-Boston. I was like, why are you surprised? I've always wanted to see Boston. I know. But I forgot you have a personal vendetta against the entire city because of their team. About okay, sports-related reasons. Yeah. I just, uh, <laughs> Steve, given the... I tr- was surprised to find that Boston could be maybe a nice place outside of its evil sports players. <laughs> yeah. I mean, jury's still out, but it's compelling. Um, <laughs> I've always wanted to go to Boston. It seems amazing. Steve's given the tour on the water. He's like, oh, Boston. I know. I <laughs> loved look, that. If you look over your right shoulder, you'll see where Samuel <laughs> Adams led the uh, Boston Tea Party. Yeah. I was like, get it, tour guide. I'm into this. So, yeah. I don't know. Do you have anything more on them? I don't. Do you want to hear my power rankings? Of course I do. Okay. We have some movement. <gasps> Move. Got some movement from last week. I'm okay. all about it. Okay. Coming in at number four. We have Olajuwon and Katina. Wow. Here's the thing about this week. Obviously, the fight was not a good look. They were the only couple that had like bad, bad stuff happen. Yeah. I think it's more about, it's less about them slipping and more about other people just having more solid weeks this week. Okay. That's kind of my thought process with that. Number. So it's really not cumulative at all. I change from week to week. Sometimes it's (laughs) cumulative. Sometimes it's the week that they had. Um, this is a combination of both. You'll see. Okay. Number three, I have Mark and Lindsay. Thank you. Number two, I have Michael and Jasmina. Okay. And number one, I have Stephen Noy. That feels right. If it was just about this week, then Jasmina and Michael would be first, but it's, you know. Right. There's a little bit of cumulative right, action there. Right, 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 right. Totally. Um, I love your rankings. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for listening, guys. Hope you had a wonderful week. Can't wait for next week. Seems like it seems like this week was like a moment of respite for MAFA season 14. But next week we're jumping right into the drama rama again, which like I'm here for. It's we're ready. We're ready. Bring it on. We hope you have a lovely weekend and that you find us on social media, like, subscribe, leave comments, do the polls. We had some fun polls over the weekend with all the intimacy stuff. I loved it. I was also so relieved to hear that most of you are equally as horrified by ball gags as we are. It was honestly a comfort, a comfort to us all. Um, And yeah, we'll talk to you next week for episode 12. Bye. Bye. Bye.